How's everybody doing today? Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? How's everybody doing? Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning, everybody. Hey, last day of the month. All right, all right, all right. How's everybody doing, guys? It is Friday. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good morning, uh, Capital Chevrolet, WKXAM, here in Austin, Texas, live. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Looking good, looking good. Hope everybody's having a good morning so far. Hope, hopefully everybody had a great weekend. Today is Friday. Who's ready to make it happen today? Raise your hand. All right, all right, guys. How you doing this morning? It's a beautiful, beautiful Friday. Good morning. All right, all right. Good morning, guys. Guys, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Did you guys like my little DJ intro? Raise your hand if you liked it. All right, all right, all right. Hey, guys, I'm just trying to get you pumped up and excited, man, because I am excited, man. What an amazing weekend, guys. Guys, do you guys realize that you guys sold over 90 cars this weekend, guys. That is amazing. Give yourself a hand, guys. Bravo teams, come on, come on now, come on. That is amazing, amazing. All right, so let's talk about how we did it. What did we do different in order to get 90 deals? Because it didn't just happen by, by mistake. It didn't just happen because we got lucky. We didn't have more customers in, in, in dealership. It wasn't about traffic. A lot of people in this business, they, they talk about, oh, man, the traffic was good. The traffic was kind of bad. The traffic was kind of slow. The traffic was kind of light. Traffic, 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 traffic. Everybody say, man, bump the traffic. Everybody say, bump traffic. The only traffic I deal with is the traffic on the way to work. And I don't even have that anymore because, as you can see, I'm in my T-shirt at home. So <laughs> just traffic taking the girls to school a little bit. But, hey. It's all good, but I know you guys deal with a little bit of traffic sometimes, but that's the only traffic that we're worried about because we create our own destiny. So the way we sold 90 cars. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to call on you and I want you to tell me, Alex, this is how we sold 90 cars. What did we do different? Traffic, traffic, looking for my chapstick. That's what Robert Longteen said on the comments. All right, Freddie, your the flag looks amazing behind. Look at Freddie, man, and the beautiful American flag right behind him. And Albert, man, just displaying that beautiful flag. Did everybody have a, a good 4th of July? Raise your hand, please. Did you have a safe, blessed 4th of July? Uh, did you celebrate freedom? Did you celebrate the freedom that this country gave us? Just the freedom of speech. Think about that. The, the fact that you're able to say what you think. The fact that you're able to share your thoughts, your ideas, okay, and, and, and not everybody's going to like it, not everybody's going to take it well sometimes, but you know what? At least we're able to do it. So, hey, listen, we're working on it. This country's not perfect, but you know what? If you compare it to a lot of countries out there, guys, we are very blessed. I, I promise you that is. there's a lot of still things that I think this country can do better, you know, with, with fairness and justice and, and, and a lot of things that I know that are are not completely exactly how we want it. We got, we got a lot of hate in this world sometimes. We got a lot of people hating on each other and you got the politic views and political views and then you have race views and all these things that we deal with all the time. But you know what? At the end of the day, I believe that God is good and he's here to bless us and he's going to continue to bless the Bravo teams and we're going to continue to be the difference. The difference. So, okay, don't mean to get off track, okay? But I just wanted to make sure that we we talked about freedom. We talked about our country. We talked about the the mindset and the culture that we have created at these dealerships. So, whether you're a manager, whether you're a salesperson, I want to congratulate you. I want to congratulate. I want to honor you this morning and just let you know that you are a part of something special. Listen to me. Please listen to me. You are a part of something really, really special. And not because we sell a lot of cars. Not because you're making a lot of money. That's not what makes this place special. 
What makes this place special is that we are game changers. Think about it, guys. People are constantly copying what we do. They are. Why? Because they realize, hey, that is the way to be. Being a better person. Being a better person makes us better salespeople. What do you guys think? Do you guys agree with me on that? So we are transforming. Okay, we are becoming more humble. We are becoming more grateful. So how do we sell 91 cars this this weekend? How do we go from a dealership or dealerships that maybe six months ago on a weekend like this, man, it's July, probably busy, right? Maybe they would have sold 20 cars. Maybe it sold 20 cars, which is still a good weekend, right? Uh, Cadillac sold maybe eight or nine, and then Chevy sold 12, and we're at 21, but we sold almost five times that. So how do we do it? What was so different about it? Okay, I'm here to tell you. Number one, we made appointments. Not as many as I would have liked to, guys, because I think we came in with very low number of appointments. So I want to focus on that this week. I want to make it a focal point for all managers Freddie, Armando, Jimmy O, Long Team. Hopefully you're, you guys are at work today because today's Monday, guys. Today's Monday. It's showtime. I'll be there in a little bit. I'm going to jump on the plane and I'll be in El Paso uh, later this afternoon and I'll be there all week. Super excited about spending all week with you guys and just keep moving forward. Keep getting better. We are tracking, guys. We are tracking 450 cars this month. So if we're able to maintain this momentum Maintain this structure, maintain this discipline, maintain this focus. We will sell over 500 cars this month. And it's not really that much if you think about it. That's 250 at dealership. That's not that much. It's not that much when you put in place, when you think about all the managers that we have, people that are getting promoted, people that we're putting in finance and closers and, and, and all the salespeople and the training and, and the resources, guys, because in order for us to succeed, we have to have the right resources. Who thinks that's, that's the truth? You have to have the resources. You have to have the training. You have to have a process. You have to have, you know, all these things, the advertising, the marketing, the management, the leadership. You have to have the right banks. You have to have the right relationships. So we are working on continuing to just bettering, bettering the resources that we have. For, to make our places better, guys. And that's, that's, what ma- that's what's magical about this place, that we keep getting better and better and better and better. Okay. So, Freddie, I'm going to call on you since you're the best-looking one on the screen right now, okay? <clears throat> and the tallest, too. So, all right. So, what do you think, Freddie, was one thing that you saw that we did that helped us sell 90 cars this weekend? Just one thing. The, re- the relentless pursuit of verifying the calls, verifying the appointments. That's it. Mm. We had managers. Mm. We had closers. We had the BDC. It was little, but it was effective, Alex. Well, that's huge. That's not little. That's huge. And thank you for sharing that. You're absolutely right. Uh, So let's write that down, guys. He said confirming our appointment. So let's write that. This is going to be your meeting. So you're going to tell us how did we succeed last week? How did we succeed over the weekend? And and, and I'm going to you next, Lisa. Give me one second. But Freddie said confirming appointments. He said that was huge just to verify that people are actually coming. BDC did a great job bringing people in, right? And we give them credit. We give them love. We give them, you know, all the respect in the world because they're sitting there just pounding those phones, calling people and saying, come on, come on in. We have transparency. We have the best price. We have the best experience. We have the best financing. We have the best inventory, H&M and her team, their teams. And then Eric and everybody's just calling and calling and calling. So, so confirming appointments, 
and ensuring that they're coming in. Lisa, what's another thing we did to, in order for us to sell? What did you notice that we did different this weekend that you said, you know what, this made a difference? What do you think? Alex, um, you know, having been with you at Capital and at Seguin, one of the things that was different for me is the meeting that we had here on Saturday morning was through the roof and the energy of the whole team, the inspiration that you brought, that Robert brought, that David brought, that all the managers brought was just on a whole different level. It's the kind of level that I remember from pre-COVID. It was amazing and it it carried on throughout the whole day at this door. I mean, we were constantly busy. It It was amazing. But it started with you setting the tone and that meeting was totally focused on being being positive and the things we needed to do. And it was incredibly inspirational. So I know there Mm. are a lot of things prior to that that set us up for that. But that energy going into the day, there's nothing like those Saturday meetings um, when we have that kind of meeting. It was so powerful. All right, guys. All right. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Lisa's so right. So let's write it down, guys. Energy, energy, energy. Seriously, let's write that down. She's so right. Energy and starting the day with the right mindset. How many days do we come to work and we don't even say good morning to each other? How many days do we come to work and we have a meeting that is half-assed, that is just kind of like, oh, you guys need to get on the phones and we need to make some appointments and come on, you need to, uh, no, no, no. How about we pour onto each other? How about we encourage one another? How about we give each other energy and enthusiasm and strength? We, we share our strength with each other, guys. Everybody here brings so much to the table. Everybody here has a favor from God, a gift from God. So you need to share it. You need to bring it, man. You need to bring it. You need to be like Ray Lewis coming out of that tunnel saying, man, I'm ready. Like Julian, and he just starts screaming. And he's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. And just it just energizes you guys. But it needs to come from all of us. You can't show up to work yawning. You can't show up to work tired. Oh, man, it was 4th of July. And, you know, I was on the sun all day and the pool. And I had 250 people in my house. And it was just nuts. And it was just exhausting. And then I had to get up this morning and clean up all the crap from the streets and all the fireworks and all put everything away you know what no man i just, i still need to bring the energy i still need to bring that enthusiasm i still need to be encouraging and positive and when people come to the desk i need to be like come on are you ready let's sell us a car baby you ready let's do this let's do this so energy enthusiasm i love that i love that lisa so so far we have we confirmed appointments. We verified the appointments were coming in. And then we, we had energy. We had enthusiasm. We started the day the right way. So let's learn from that, guys. That's one of the habits of successful people, guys. They learn. They learn from their wins and they, win, they learn from their losses, right? When things go right, they go back and go, okay. You know, I was thinking about the, 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 the firework party we had. And, man, we, man it was crazy. The, the, the show was amazing. We had, like I said, a bunch of people here. But the band, for some crazy reason, stopped playing on the last song. And I was probably the last or the last part of the fireworks show. And I was probably the only one that noticed it. But the, the music was off. And I was like, that kind of seems weird just sitting there. I mean, it's still amazing. But I'm like, this morning, I was like, okay, next year, I'm going to play. And I, and I literally looked at all the songs of what song I'm going to play. And I promise you, in a year from now, I will not forget to play New York, New York by Frank Sinatra for the last part of the show, for the last three minutes. I already planned it. Why? 
because I learned from what happened. I learned that, hey, this is where I failed. This is what I could have done better. And this is what I'm going to do next time. So I want to ask you, are we learning from our wins? Are we learning from our losses? Are we saying, hey, and that's why we're talking about this right now, because I want to make sure that everybody here understands and learns, hey, what made us successful last last week? What made us successful Friday and Saturday? Okay, so good enough. Thank you, Lisa, so much for sharing that. Albert, what do you think in your mind, what did, what did we do different the past two days, Friday and Saturday? Man, you guys crushed it. I think you guys sold 20 cars on Thursday, 20 cars on Friday, 20 cars on Saturday. I mean, it was consistent, consistent, consistent. And hopefully they're all deals. Hopefully it's not the Rose Parade is what I call it. And we make all our deals and we make sure that we're not just boarding deals, that we're making deals. But let me ask you this. What do you think, Alfred, that you guys, you and your team, you guys did different? All right, boss. Um, Freddie said it all. We just, uh, we kept on the calls. Uh, you know, we, we had, um, we're confirming all appointments. Um, not only that, sir, but we were also doing triple turns on everybody. If I if I couldn't get it, Daniel couldn't get it. I mean, we have no shame of asking for help. We have no shame of asking for help. So if I couldn't get it, I'd ask Fezdin. Fezdin couldn't get it. He asked Freddie, and if Freddie couldn't get it, we asked Jimmy O. Right. So, uh, but but that was the main thing is we we didn't let a customer leave without touching three, four, or five times. Not only that, boss, but um, the sales team we have right now is amazing. They have a big desire to sell a car. You know, they get so emotional when they don't sell that car that we have to make, you know, it makes us as managers, we need to make that deal for them. But that's what it is. Um, just going and, and having these uh, salespeople the, wanting to sell a car, you know, they want to be here. That makes a big difference in all. Okay. All right. All right. So what I'm hearing from Albert, let's write this down, is not giving up on a deal easy. They didn't give up on a deal easy and they, they triple turn every deal. So let's do this again this week. Let's do this today. So today we're going to confirm appointments, verify appointments, just like Freddie said. And then Lisa said, let's come in with excitement. Let's encourage one another. Let's bring the fire. It doesn't have to be Alex being there. It could be anybody. It could be any manager that comes in and says, you know what? I got this. I'm going to encourage everybody. I'm going to pump people up today. I'm going to not just pump them up. But then I'm going to follow through. I'm going to talk about customer service. I'm going to talk about customer experience. I'm going to talk about, you know, doing the right thing and taking care of our customers. And then and Albert said, don't give up an ideal. Okay. And also have a, an extreme desire to win extreme desire to to succeed to make sure that you sell a car hey i gotta sell a car i gotta sell a car i want to help these customers i want to give them world-class service and that's another thing we did different this week so let's do it again and then again and then again and then again and then again and you know what happens it becomes a habit we are creatures of habits i talked about this at las cruces on on saturday and if we do habits that's one of the the i think the 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 habits of successful people, one of them is that they have routines and they have habits and they stick to them. Guys, my process has, hasn't changed. My process has literally not changed on, in 28 years 
it is the same process. I've made things a little better. I, I, I've invented the push into a worksheet, the barbecue plate. I've, in, I, I've made the, the missing party part of it, the wow around. I invented that. I mean, so many things that I've keep adding to it because I want to keep making, making it better. Just like my A-Flow report that I have Colby build it for me, but I'm the one that keeps telling him, okay, now I want this. Now I want this. Now take this off. Now add this. And he goes in there and does it. But it's my idea that I want to make sure that it just keeps getting better and better and better and better. And we all need to do that. So we acknowledged and, and saw what we did last week that made us successful. And, and I think, I think Albert, you could, you are so right. And let me ask you this. Was there any deals that perhaps somebody was ready to give up? Somebody was saying, Hey, I can't see a deal that you, that somebody gave to another person. And then that other person ended up finding a way to make a deal. Did that happen on Saturday? Did that happen on Thursday? Did that happen on Friday? Have you seen this happen? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Sometimes um, us as managers, sometimes we, we get a little uh, focused on the wrong things, but that's where we become good as a team and telling somebody, Hey, do you see something here? Right. It's not being, being a uh, prideful, right? We're good, but we're not, the best, the best at everything. Sometimes we get, we get uh, blocked. So as long Perfect. as another manager sees it, boom, you know what I mean? They said, Hey, I just took this car in on trade. That's going to work. Let's do it. And that's think what about happened. How many, think about how many dealerships. Thank you, Albert. Think about how many dealerships. And, and this was an epidemic when I got here, an epidemic when I got to Capital First, when I got to, to Seguin, when I got to any dealership that I worked at, Charles Mon. you have one manager that for whatever reason says, well, this is not a deal. And everybody believes this guy. Everybody believes this lady or whoever it is. Okay, well, I guess if Freddie says it's not a deal, I guess it's not a deal. If Alex says it's not a deal, then I guess it's not a deal. If Colby or Ken or Lisa or, or Johanna, they say it's not a deal, then I guess it's not a deal. No, we don't have what they want. The payment's too high. There's no way they can afford it. The bank's not going to do it. Too much carry. Not enough for the trade. They want too much for the trade, whatever the case they may be. So as a salesperson, because I know we have a lot of salespeople here right now, what, how do I, how do, how does this benefit me? How can I make this? So if Alex says, don't give up on a deal and have managers look at the deals, how can I control that? Julian, I'm going to call on you today. So if you take a deal, let's say to David and David says, you know, Julian, this is not a deal. Can't do it. The guy owes too much on his trade. There's no way we can get to that payment. What do you do as a salesperson? What should be the proper steps. And I want to go clear through this because right now I'm talking about these things and you might be thinking, all right, Alex, well, that sounds great and all, but I don't know how I can make this happen because it would be nice for different managers to look at my deals. It would be nice for people not to miss my deals. So let's talk about this because I think that's the only way we're going to create that type of culture within us where you, the salespeople, which are the frontline soldiers, the people that are out there actually working and well, we're all working, but you guys are out there on the outside on the heat or in the cold or in the rain and the wind, whatever the case might be, but you're out there pushing people to worksheets. You're, you're asking people to buy. And then you get to the desk, you spend two, three, four hours with this customer and you get to the sales manager and the sales manager says, I'm sorry, Julian, but we have no deal. And maybe they're not rude. Maybe they're not lazy. I'm not, I, know, I know I always make it sound like that just to, you know, kind of drive the point home a lot, but maybe they mean well, maybe their heart's in the right place, but they're like, Man, I'm really sorry, Julian, but I just can't. I don't see a deal, man. It's a 420. They got three repos. I, I just no money down, man. You got them on the Bentley, <laughs> and uh, I can't. I can't help you. So, so Julian, what what do you do when that happens? And, and and you're in front of David. What do you think? What do you think should be the steps? Well, 
Well, first off, all the, the 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 one step you should start off on is find out exactly what the customer owes on that trade. Number one, you can't falter on that. If the customer tells you, "Hey, I owe twenty four thousand on it," they always give you that round number, and it's never true. It's never true. They don't call the bank. They don't know exactly what their payoff is. They don't have a twenty day payoff. You got to start with that. And then when you get that number and your manager gives you the, the actual uh, price of what the value of the vehicle is, and you know you're going to be short, um, you got to see from different angles. You got to ask the customer, okay, listen, you know, you 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 have this amount on your trade, let's say 10000 but you actually, you're, you owe fifteen. You were a little short on that. Can you help me out with a down payment? You got to approach the customer first before you can go to the manager. Because the managers can do what they can, but this customer has to help out too. You have to do it from every angle. And then once you get that angle done and you go as far as with the customer, you have to go with your manager, talk to your manager, and see what else you can do. And as a customer does does his his part, we do our part, and then your manager is going to tell you, you know what, Julian, I I don't got nothing. I I can't go. I can't. You don't have a deal. The customer can only put $1,000 down. We're still $4,000 away. Their payment's going to be too high. There's got to be something else. At that point, I got to go talk to another manager. I got to go talk mm. to I got to go talk to Joe Mylander to see So so what do you what, what do you what do you tell the other managers? So so remember, I'm sorry to interrupt you, man, but David said no. it's not a deal. And and what do you tell what do you tell Robert? You like, "Hey man, I'm not trying to drop somebody in the grease, but this guy's just saying it's not a deal. And and I know there's a deal there. What what do you tell him? I mean, how do you approach that manager? Because without, without, I think sometimes what happens is, I'm sorry, Julian, and I want to make sure that I make it so, so, so clear because I think this is a problem that we're having right now. Sometimes I feel like if I, let's say Freddie says it's not a deal. And I love Freddie. Freddie works on my deals. He makes deals with me. He's always there to help me. He's my mentor. He's my manager. He He helps me in every possible way. But for some reason, he didn't see a deal on this deal that we worked, right? And he's my boy. In fact, sometimes we go have a beer after work. Sometimes it's all good. No problem. You know, he's, we talk about family. He's my friend. He's my boss, right? I respect him. But if he says it's not a deal, then I feel like if I take it to Albert, I might be hurting his feelings. I might be like, Freddie might take it as, oh man, really? Are you serious? What are you, are you questioning me? So we need to get past that we need to be humble and and freddie is going to be humble and he's going to be like hey you know what julian i love you man and if you if you can take it to somebody and they can find a deal let's do it let's have another set of eyes look at it so i want to make sure that we get past that because i think sometimes that is the problem we're having you have people who have worked with each other for so long you got you got mark and david you got uh bill brooks and not bill brooks excuse me mr brooks and, and freddie and joe and Freddie and all these relationships that we've got out there, which is great. So then we think, man, maybe I'm being disrespectful, maybe. But I love what you said initially, Julian, and I want everybody to hear. And by the way, we're missing a bunch of people, Kobe. So make sure that you send a, a text out because I don't think we have everybody here. But Julian, you said something that is so valuable. And, and it tells me so much about your character and, and it explains why you've been there for so long and explains why you have all those reviews taped on your wall that you said, I need to take responsibility for me. In other words, I need to do my job first. I need to get an exact payoff. I need to make sure I have the right paperwork. I need to make sure that I did my job, that I did a wild around. Because sometimes it's not the manager's fault that they can't see a deal or that they can't make a deal. It's that I didn't do a good job. 
we went on, we went on a turn the other day and, and it wasn't me. It was actually Frank. And we found out that the salesperson didn't test drive the car. Mm-hmm. And and that's terrible because, you know, yeah. and, and it, I'm not calling this person out. I'm not, I'm not being like that. I'm not being ugly, but you can't sell a car without test driving it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you have that, that means your team is allowing this because to me, one is too many. And if it happens once, that means it happens more than once. That's it. So it's not that I make a big deal about one time happening is that if it's happening one time, that means it's happening more than once. I promise you that I've been doing this long enough to know this. Who, who believes that I'm right on that? Who believes that I'm right or that, that, Oh no, no, Alex. No, no. It was only this one time. Remember how they always say, no, no, no. Sorry. It was only this one time. I promise you, I promise you. We always go on test drive. We, we test drive everybody. We test drive, we test drive, test drive. We talk about it was only one time. This one time, this one time. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. If it's happening one time, that means, and then here it is. If that thing is not getting done, is there a possibility that a lot of the steps in the, in the, in the process are not getting done? Absolutely. Because remember, we are creatures of habit, creatures of habit. So if the test drive is not getting done, what are the chances that the service walk is not getting done? What are the chances? Hey, Mr. Jackson, I need you to pay attention, my man, because you're new manager here. So if anybody needs to learn my process, if anybody needs to be paying attention is you, my man, because you need to learn the process, man. You have to learn my process because I don't want to embarrass you and say, hey, push the worksheet right now and you're not going to know how to do it. So I don't want to do that to you. So you need to keep learning. You need to keep understanding that this is a new, this is, this is a new ball game right here. So again, I was talking about, uh, um, damn it. What were we talking about guys? I lost my train track. We were talking about the, when the deal is not able to be done and your manager is telling you that the deal is not able, uh, Oh, the test drive. The test drive. That's right. The test drive. Other other steps. Thank you, Julian. Other steps that are not being followed. Because, you know, Mr. Jackson doesn't know yet. But we, what we do is we pull a customer into a soul line, Mr. Jackson. Okay? You, you didn't do this at Houston. I promise you this. And we tell our customers, sir, go ahead and park right there. That's where we park all our sold vehicles. And then we get out of the car and we do a, wow, how did you like it? And the reason why we do that, Mr. Jackson, is because we want to solidify the pick. You also didn't do that at Houston. And you, didn't, you were in a store that was selling 500 to 1,000 cars, running 5,000 copies. You've never experienced that. And the reason why is because you didn't have a process. You don't know a process. You don't know how to effectively make every single deal in close at a 60% or higher ratio because you have people who understand and learn the process and do this every single time with consistency, with discipline, and and and. and effectively and they train and they train and they train and they don't come to zoom and they're not they're not they're not talking and they're not paying attention no they come in and say hey i want to learn i want to perfection i want to perfection this this skill i want to perfection this process because i know it can make me a lot of money and real successful and one day because i want to talk about it i want to carry a bag full of cash and money and the first million is the hardest one to make and all this crap that i hear you know what the first thing i need to do is i need to get better at what i do and I have to really, really learn because money is not going to come unless I'm willing to put in the work. Because the Bible says that faith without works is dead. And it's so true because people just want to believe. People just want to say things. Oh, I want this and I want this and I want that and I want this. Well, put in the work, man. Put in the work. I was listening to Arnold Schwarzenegger this morning. He was talking about when he decided he wanted to be the governor of California, the largest state in the United States, the, the, the state with the, the, the fifth largest economy in the world. 
in the world, a guy that came from another country who came here and he was talking about how he became Miss, Mr. Universe. And at 20 years old, the youngest Mr. Universe ever. And all he had to do, 2,000 sit-ups a day, 2,000 sit-ups a day, 2,000 sit-ups a day. Are you looking at the process daily right now? Are you learning it? Are you practicing? Are you saying, Mr. Customer, you know, we sell 300 cars a month on an average, and we ask every customer that actually bought a car from us, when you came to the dealership, what were you hoping to do? What were you hoping to get accomplished when you came to the dealership that you couldn't do at home? Mr. Customer, did I catch you at a bad time? The reason why I'm calling you is because I know I can do something for you, and I know I can get you, I can get you in a new vehicle. So what I'd like to do is get you in again, okay, again, and give me another chance to earn your business. And what's going to happen, you're going to come in and my manager, Freddie, is going to be involved from the moment you walk in the door. And we're going to make you walk down that red carpet and we're going to make sure that we give you our undivided attention. And two things are going to happen. Either you're going to walk out of there with your new vehicle or you're going to walk out of there and I'm going to shake your hand. I'm going to wish you the best luck, but I'm not going to waste your time. Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods, People want this shit, but they don't want to do the work. They don't want to pay attention. They don't want to read the books. They don't want a perfection. Talk, talk, talk. Hot air, hot air, hot air. Hair. Oh, I want the Rolex. Oh, I want the Corvette. Oh, I want the car. I want the house. I want to succeed. I want to sell 30 cars a month. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want this. I want this. But you don't want to work. You don't want to put in the work. You don't want a perfection. This is how I got to where I got it, guys. It didn't come easy. It wasn't given to me. It was not given to me. I'm short. I'm ugly. I have an accent. I don't have a lot of things going for me. But what I do have is I have I have the passion. I have the I have the the consistency, the discipline that nobody can take away from me. People can say whatever they want to say about me, but they cannot take the discipline, the consistency, and the passion. I do this every single day. 28 years later, and I train more than people that've been in the business for six months or a year they think they arrived they think they got the position hey i got the position man I, i'm good man i'm player i'm good he's my boy i got you no 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 were you up to two in the morning last night reviewing the process reviewing the meeting seeing how we can get better looking at leads listening to phone calls and how can we answer calls better how can we push more people to a worksheet how can we make more appointments off this phone calls how can we confirm better appointments how can we get more people to test drive how can we get more people to say yes right now we're in an economy in a crazy world in a crazy year right now how are we going to maximize our opportunities every single day why how by getting better how do we sell 91 cars alex being in there pushing and pushing and pushing and pulling and pulling and pushing and pulling and pulling get on the phones get on the phones confirm every appointment go help that customer move the cars we need customer parking get all the customers in here hey this guy's had 13 opportunities and only sold one let's get on him does he know the process illegal come here let's talk about this let's make sure that we're doing better that's how you win you don't win by just showing up, guys. You don't win by just saying, okay, guys, come on. Let's play some music and let's clap and let's dance. And that's going to do it. No, man, you got to put in the work, my man. You got to put in the work. You got to understand what you're getting into. What you're getting into, man. When I, I'll never forget the day that I got off the bus into basic training. I said, holy shit. What did I get myself into? What was I thinking? Because this is some scary shit. Fornax, Kentucky. I was shitting my pants for lack of better words. I was thinking, holy crap. They say, okay, cut your hair. Give us all your shit. Okay, give us everything. You can only keep your underwear and your soap and this, and you're going to do this, and you're going to get up in the morning, and you're going to make up your bed, and we're going to go to PT, and we're going to exercise every day, and you're going to be at the chow hall at this time, and you're going to sit down and eat, and all you have is 15 minutes to eat. You're going to get your ass up, and you're going to run back to the barracks, and you're going to shine your boots every day, and you're going to be ready. You're gonna, your locker's going to look 
man, discipline, structure, discipline, structure, habits, 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 discipline, consistency, structure. And that's what it's about. Too much hot air, man. Too much hot air. Too much people saying, I want it, I want it, I want it, man. I want it, I want it. Maybe you get it because you get lucky. Maybe you get it because you knew something, somebody. Maybe somebody hooked you up and put you in the position. Maybe you're fooling people with your words and with your hot air, and you're making it seem like you're doing it. But at the end of the day, it's all about action. Can I get an amen? Raise your hand if you can get an amen. Okay, come on, guys. Let's wake up. The time is now, man. The time is now. If you really want success, man, you got to apply yourself. You got to apply yourself. You got to invest in yourself. You got to understand, man, this is a billion-dollar process, and I talk about being a billion-dollar process. Well, shit, I need to learn this freaking process, and not just learn it. I need to master it. I need to understand why do we want people through the service department? What is the psychology behind that? Why does it make people feel different about the purchase? How does that build my gross up? How does that make me make more per copy? Why do we ask people for the plate of barbecue when they're not ready to buy? Why do we coach and offer? And how do we do it? How do we master it? What happens when we coach and offer? And I'm telling you, it's going to work. Why do we make the follow-up call the way we make the follow-up call? If I'm a manager, why would I not want every single salesperson, especially new people, to not know how to make this follow-up call? The A-flow follow-up call. Mr. Customer, did I catch you at a good time? Yes. Have you bought a car yet? No, great, 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 great. The reason why I'm calling you is because I know, I know I can help you. I know I can help you. What I like to do is get you back to the dealership, get you back to the, not do you want to come back? Not did you get a chance to talk to your wife about it? Not did you get a chance to look at some trading values? Not did you get a chance to go look at the Ford? Not did you get a chance to discuss it and pray about it, sleep on it, think about it? No, what I like to do is get you back to the damn dealership get your back get your butt back into the dealership where i know i can do one or two things boom come on guys how am i supposed to get better how do you think i sold so many cars do you think it's just a fluke that i keep doing this at dealership and dealership and dealership and dealership so many damn people that say oh i'm a trainer i used to be a trainer and i used to train i used to train it doesn't matter what you know it's what you do it doesn't matter what you know is what you do. Most of you know what you're supposed to do. Most of you know what you should be doing. Most of you know what you should be eating and what you shouldn't be eating. Most of you know how much sleep you should be getting. Most of you know how much time you should be spending with your kids and with your wife and how much attention you should put. Most of you know that you shouldn't be looking at some stuff that you look at on social media and on your phone and on your computer. Most of you know you shouldn't be hanging out with those people that you know are trouble and are only making your life worse instead of better, but you keep doing it. You keep doing it. Most of you know that being stubborn and being prideful and, and thinking you know everything is holding you back from really succeeding and from really changing and transforming. I don't care how old you are. You could be 60 years old, 70 years old, and still be a stubborn, you know what, that thinks that knows everything and doesn't want to change and is negative. And guess what? Look at where you're at right now. Look at where you're at right now. Show me because you know the Bible says that you can judge a tree not by the things that they say, but by the fruit that it bears. Let's look at your fruit. Let's look at your life. Let's look at your family. Let's look at your health. Let's look at your success. Let's look at your bank account. That's how you can truly judge a tree, by the fruit that it bears.
So what kind of fruit are you bearing is what I'm asking right you right now. You got me worked up, Mr. Jackson. I'm glad you did, actually. You know what? I'm glad you did that you weren't paying attention because that shit pisses me off, to be honest with you. Because I think that you're a manager. You got an opportunity that many people deserve it more than you. Many people have been here longer than you should have gotten it, but we gave it to you, an outsider, so you should be even more thankful and more ready and say, hey, man, I'm ready. I got to learn this process. I've told you that three or four times, and when I say something, my man, it's because I mean it. So you better take what I tell you and really run with it. Because listen, Albert, you, people that come from outside that have never worked for me, you don't know what it looks like. You haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. So maybe you don't believe it because you're like, ah, you know, this guy always talks about the process. You haven't seen a dealership sell a thousand cars. You haven't seen a dealership go from a hundred to 800. You haven't seen a Seguin go from 50 to 500. So you might think, ah, I don't know, man. No, I'm telling you right now, this shit works. But what does it take? It takes passion. It takes passion. It takes confirming appointments. It takes every manager be bought in and not be so freaking lazy. So many lazy ass managers that come to work every day. And what did they do? Eight hours later, 10 hours later, what did you do? Show me the appointments that you made today. Show me the phone calls that you made today. Show me the deals that you saved today. How many deals did you save per day? Come on now. Come on now. Can I preach to you today? Can I call you out a little bit? Julian, I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to you, man. I haven't forgotten about you, man. I, I know I interrupted you and it's a big interruption, but it's a needed interruption because this is what we need. We need consistency. Salespeople, guys, we shouldn't have to ask you and beg you to make 25, 25 calls a day. You should be wanting to make 25 calls a day. You should be wanting to make 50 calls a day. You should be wanting to watch your videos on psychology. Why? Not because we make you, but because you want to. You want to understand psychology. How do I, how do I learn the, the, the the, the psychology of selling, the psychology of overcoming objections, the psychology of getting people to trust me and like me and want to do business with me. Why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want to spend time with that? Why wouldn't you want to learn your product and know every feature on a Tahoe and on an Escalade and on a CT5 and an XT5 or whatever the hell they're called and a Malibu and an Equinox and a Trax and whatever and be an expert at it? This is how you make your living, ladies and gentlemen, six figures, all kinds of cash and money. You make more than engineers. You make more than doctors. You make those people took eight years of studying, burning the, 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 the midnight oil every single night and studying and, and, and doing the bar test and all these things. And you just want to show up and give it to me. Give it to me. Let me find a shortcut. Let me find a way. Let me just get to the credit app. Let me just see if they can buy or not. Let me see if I'm wasting my time or not. No, 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 no. That's not how you get to the top, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm here to see who wants to be transformed. Who really wants to be transformed? Are we going to keep talking about it? Are we going to just keep pretending, guys? I need you to know who the hell I am. I need you to know what I'm about because maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't know. and You got to twist it because I'm telling you, this is how I got here. This, And you can hate me for it. I don't really give a damn because I know what I had to do to get here. I know the sacrifice. I know that I had to train myself. And I, I need to train myself and, and I need to get my mind right. This is not a show, guys. This is not a, oh my gosh, I got all the tools and I got all the videos and I got all the stuff and I got all the notes and now I got this shit figured out. No, 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 no. I put in the work. I put in the work. I put in the passion. I push my people every single day. I came in and I make phone calls and I call people from service every night. Every night I would go to the service department and say, Mauro, give me a list of the people that are coming in tonight, tomorrow for an appointment. Okay, here you go, sir, at 4 p.m. And guess what? From 4 to 6, we call the service customers. Hey, Alberto, Alberto, I'm Mr. Albert. I know that you're coming in tomorrow to bring you 
kind of like, and I just want to introduce myself. My name is Alice Flores. I want to manage here. I just want to let you know that right now we need some used cars really, really bad because as you know, right now, inventory is really short. And as you can tell, a lot is really, really empty. So Mr. Albert, I just want to let you know that right now we can pay you close to retail and not more for your vehicle. So I'm sure this is an opportunity you'd like to at least look at your options. So if you don't mind tomorrow when you come in, I'm going to come and introduce myself and let you know how bad we want your car. And I'm going to give you a written offer that's going to be good for 30 days, 30 days cash offer because we want to buy your car. Do you mind if I come say hi to you and give you this free hassle, no obligation offer? Is that okay with you, Mr. Albert? Is that okay with you? Because we really want your car. And as you know, we're under new management and new ownership and we're taking Bravo to the next level. We really, really want to sell a lot of cars. We really, really want to make sure that we keep you here as a customer, keep you happy, make sure we're taking care of you. Is that okay with you? Is that okay with you? Who's making that damn call, man? Who's making that damn call? Don't fool me, man. You can fool yourself, but you can't, excuse me, you can fool me, but you can't fool yourself. You can tell me, oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, boss, and I'm ready. And I, I, I want to be successful. I want to own ten dealerships, and I want to be a millionaire. And I, and I want all that. And I want all. That. No man, no man. Come on, do the work. Do the damn work. Do your job. Bill Belichick says that. Bill Belichick says that. So come in and do the work. Have a damn plan. Some of your managers show up today. You have no plan. You have no plan. You don't even know what you're going to train about. You should have your training process, your training plan, and your training schedule made out for the whole month already. And this is what I'm going to train on Monday. This is what I'm going to train on Wednesday. This is what I'm going to train on Friday. This is the phone calls that we need to make every day. This is the struggling with phone calls. This is who we need to train on phone calls because they're not making enough phone calls. This is the phone calls that I need to make. This is the phone calls that we need to focus on. This is the appointments we need to make in order for us to succeed. This is how many each person needs to make. And if some person is not coming to the table with their appointments, we need to talk to them, train them, help them, develop them, grow them, and make sure that they're succeeding because that's what I'm supposed to do as a manager as a leader, as a developer. Can I get an amen? So there you go, guys. I'm about to pass out over here. But anyway, my point is this. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. Salespeople, we got to do the work. We shouldn't have to ask you and beg you to make the phone calls, guys. We shouldn't ask you and beg you to push every customer to a worksheet. Managers, inspect what you expect. But you also do their work. If all of us come in and do our job, guess what's going to happen? We're going to explode, guys. You're excited about what you've seen right now? I'm telling you right now, you ain't seen nothing yet. And, and if I ever sound like, hey, I'm not that excited and, oh, man, we're the stepchilds and you don't, really, you don't get, no, because I know the potential that there is at each dealership, guys. And I know that what we're doing right now is nothing. It is nothing. I know that there's so many BDC appointments that we're missing. I know that there's so many leads that we're missing right now. I know there's so many people that we could be pushing to a worksheet and making deals. I know there's so many trade-ins through the service department that we're not consistently offering them, make them an offer that we're missing in deals that we could be making right now. I know there's so many videos that we could be making right now on social media, on Instagram, and getting people to come in and buy because we have amazing finance departments, amazing finance programs. Frank is working at both dealerships, getting deals done, getting deals done left and right and Teresa and, and Christian and, and, and David and Brian, everybody's working together. So why are we not taking advantage of this? I'm telling you guys, wake up. Wake up and see the opportunity guys. July, let me tell you why I'm telling you these things. Because July is the biggest month of the year in the car business. And maybe your attitude's not right right now. Maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm on cruise control. Things are good. We're selling 150 player. We're selling 200. We're selling 250. Uh, uh, we got this. No, 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 no. You know what? It could be easily 400 cars a month. But what's it going to take? Commitment, consistency, discipline, learning, developing, developing myself, not making excuses, not speaking victimese, not saying, oh, man, I got called out this morning. So now I'm crapped out. I'm not going to make any phone calls. What is that? What is that? How old are you? 13? 
Come on, man. You're an adult. You're a grown up. Get on the damn phone. Make the damn phone calls. Do the one on ones. Do what you got to do. Check the inventory. Let's go do a lot one, guys. Every single day training. I can't remember one day in basic training, guys, and it was long. It was months that they told us, hey, guys, today we're not going to train. You guys just chill. You guys just chill at the barracks and just take it easy. That didn't happen even one time. Every single day they had a training schedule for us, whether it was putting a weapon, uh, you know, back apart and together, whether it was go down to the range, whether it was do the obstacle course, whether it was how to put up a tent, how to survive on the woods, all kinds of crap they taught us. It was every single day training, every single day training, how to, how to, you know, hydrate yourself. I mean, every single day, that's what they call it. Basic training. But sometimes we feel like, hey, man, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to wing it. I'll just learn as I go. And what happens is we don't. We get busy. We start selling cars. And guess what? We don't learn. So, so far, he said, confirm appointments, Freddie. He said, make sure that all of them are real. Make sure they're all coming. Albert said, don't give up on a deal. Love the one you're with. Have the desire to win. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. I love those two. And then, and then Julian said, Hey, uh, excuse me, uh, Lisa said, come in with excitement, come in with commitment, come in encouraging, come in ready to go. Get a checkup from the neck up before you take a nap. How about that? Get a checkup from the neck up before you take a nap, man. Hey, you know what? Whatever's happening out there, it doesn't matter. Whatever's going on out there, it doesn't matter. All I can do is have an amazing attitude while I'm here. Do you think Julian has good days every single day? Do you think he has no problems? You think that there's nothing going on in his life maybe right now that it may be something a little heavy on his heart? But what does he do every single day? He comes in excited with a smile. Let's go. Let's do it. He has trained himself and his mind to have a good attitude regardless of the circumstances. Regardless of the circumstances, because we all have problems. We all have things that happen to us. We all have you know, uh, challenges and, and things that are not expected that we didn't expect. We, we think we have control of this life, but we really don't, but we don't realize that. And we keep fighting it. But the reality is, is that it's all about understanding and overcoming and training yourself, training your mind to have a great attitude regardless. So who's going to have a good attitude today? Who's going to have a good attitude today? Who's going to say, you know what? Enough is enough. I realize where I'm up against I realize the challenge that's in front of me and I realize what I need to do to succeed. I realize that I need to level myself up, that I can't keep just saying it, that I can't just keep talking about it. That I, you know, and, and maybe you fool Jimmy. Maybe Jimmy tells you, hey man, you're, you're amazing. You're a beast. You're a beast. You're a beast. But are you a beast? Man, I don't want somebody to tell me I'm a beast when I'm not a beast. I'm telling you right now. How can I be a beast if I didn't make any phone calls? How can I be a beast if I didn't call every customer that I worked yesterday? How can I be a beast if I didn't train any salespeople today? How can I be a beast if I didn't listen to phone calls? How can I be a beast if I didn't look at the leads that came in yesterday and make sure that they were all answered properly? How can I be a beast if I don't even know what inventory I have in stock and I don't even know the cars 15,000 or 20,000 and under and the CAC cars? How can I be a beast and if I didn't learn one new thing today about banks and programs in order for me to get more deals approved? How can I be a beast if my team doesn't even know the rebates and the programs going on for the month? How can I be a beast if people are leaving and saying, I don't want to work anymore because I don't feel like I have support and, and I don't feel like I have what I need and I'm failing. I'm, if people fail under my watch, guess what? That's my fault. That's my fault. I failed them. They didn't fail themselves. I failed them because I didn't help them succeed. It is my duty. It is my job to call you out, to push you, to pull you, to do whatever I need to do to make sure that you don't fail.
And even if I have to give you the cousin and you don't like it and you don't like the way it tastes, it doesn't matter. As long as I make sure you succeed, then I did my job. Can I get an amen? Let me, let me see your hand go up and down. All right, guys. Good, good, good. Well, we need to make it happen today, guys. It is Monday. We talked about three major things that we need to do. And Julian, uh, we, to finish our conversation, we talked about not giving up on a deal and, and, and just knowing that we need to do our job better in order for the managers to, to help us make more deals. But then when we can't find a deal, and I take David, David says, hey, it's not a deal. I can't, I can't make the deal. You, you're able to go to another manager. You're able to go. You, you mentioned Joe Mayland, uh, Maylander, and, and you said, hey, Joe, can you look at this trade? Make sure that we're not missing this trade. Guys, we need to do that. As a salesperson, are you doing that right now? When, 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 when David says, hey, you know, I, I don't know, it's not a deal. Or how about this? How about when you call a customer, Nyla, and, and, and you're doing your follow-up, and let's say and you go, hey, Mr. Flores, how you doing? Oh, you know, Nyla, we're still thinking about it, blah, blah, blah. And you go, okay, you know what? If you don't mind, if you don't mind, Nyla, can I, can I, do you mind if I do something? Well, yeah, what's going on? What, what do you mean? Well, do you mind if I go talk to my youth car manager and, and David and my new car director and just make sure that there's nothing that we missed? Maybe there's additional discounts, maybe additional. Let's write this down, guys. Let's write this down. It's called, it's called hope for gain. Hope for gain because all you're doing right now is you're calling people and saying, hey, did you get a chance to think about it? <laughs> did you get a chance to talk about it? <laughs> No, man. No, I'm good. I'm good. Appreciate you. No, but what if I call and I say, hey, Julian, hey, uh, did I catch you a good time? Hey, man, I just want to make sure that um, that we did everything we possibly could when you came in. And did you buy a car yet? No, no, I didn't. Okay, great. Well, you know what? I know I can do something for you. And I want to get you back in the dealership. And then he says, okay, I'll come back. Well, guess what? You got you an appointment. And now you have a second chance. Now, when the customer shows up, can I show them the same numbers I showed them when they were here the first time? Can I do the same job that I did the first time? Probably not, because if it didn't work the first time, it's probably not going to work again. So I need to give this customer, write this down, hope for gain. It's called hope for gain. Hey, you know what? I visited, I, I took the liberty. I took the liberty, Julian, to visit with my used car manager. And I hope you don't mind, man. I hope you don't get mad at me. But I asked him for more money for your trade. Don't be mad at me, Julian. Please don't be mad at me. But I asked him for more money for your trade, man. And you know what he said? He said, Alex, man, I'm so sorry. We missed this trade on Saturday. I, I was able to get you another $1,000 for your trade, and Julian, which means your payment went down another 20 bucks, man. And then I went to David, and David was so excited when, I, when we found out that we got more for your trade. Then he said, well, if the used car manager is going to give more money, on, uh, or more money for the trade. Well, then I'm going to take more money off the new car too. And guess what, Julian? Julian, please don't be mad at me. Please don't be mad at me. He gave me a thousand dollars more discount. So now your payment is $40 cheaper than what it was when you came in here. So I'm looking at your payments and then please don't be mad at me. Please don't be mad at me, man. I went to the finance manager. I'm being very sarcastic here, man. And it works. And it works because people smile and people go, that's so cool, man. This guy's different. This guy really wants to win. He's just not talking about it. He's not talking about making it rain and shit like that. He's really wanted to do the work, bro. He's really wanted to do it. He's really wanted to do it. And then I hope you're not mad at me, Julian, but I also went to my finance manager and I said, hey, man, the used car manager gave me more for the trade and, and the new car manager gave me more discount. What can you do for us, man? I want the trifecta. I want the trifecta, my man. I want the trifecta, my brother. And he said, you know what? Since everybody's helping, I want to be a part of this win too. So I tell you what, I got you a better rate, player. I got you a better rate because I submitted to a different bank and now I got you 7% instead of 12%. So now your payment's $120 cheaper. 
So, man, I hope you don't mind, man. I hope you're not mad at me. And I hope, you know, you don't, you, you don't get really upset at me. And I know you told me you wanted to think about it and pray about it and sleep on it. And you weren't sure if you even wanted a Chevrolet or a Cadillac. And you might want to go buy a Nissan a Ford or a Tesla or whatever the case might be. But let me just tell you, man, your payment went from $720 to $600 even. And your term is only 75 months. So I want to know, man, what kind of gas do you want? <laughs> what kind of gas do you want? You want regular unleaded or you want Supreme, man? Because you look like the kind of Supreme guy to me, man. Mr. Jackson, you look like a Supreme kind of guy, man. I bet you you order Supreme pizza all the time because you're Supreme, dog. And let me tell you something. This high sold 36 cars a month, man, because I wasn't just pretending to be. I wasn't per- I wasn't being a perpetrator. I learned how to sell. I learned how to talk to people. I learned how to communicate with people. I learned how to make an amazing phone call and win people over and win people's trust and ease people's concerns and make them want to do business with me. Make them want to do business with me because that's what we do. That's what we do. We are salespeople. We are salespeople. Freddie, you're a salesperson, my man. You're not a sales manager. You're a salesperson. You're a glorified salesperson, man. You're a salesperson that gets to train salespeople to be just like you. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, leaders lead from the front. So imagine if you made that phone call like that. Imagine if you made that phone call like that. Do you think you can get more people in? And maybe you're not able to tell them that the payment went down 120 bucks. But you give them some kind of hope. You give them some kind of hope. You say, you know what? Joe wasn't here on Saturday. He was actually at the Las Cruces store. And he's actually the guy that buys cars all the time. And he just told me that right now, traders are bringing close to retail. And I want to make sure that he looked at your vehicle again. And he was able to give me another 1000 for your trade, another $500 for your trade. So we got you more money, Mr. Customer. So Mr. Flores, take a look at your schedule. What time can you come in? You think you can come in at 3 or 3.30? I got an appointment open at 4.15 and 4.25. Or maybe 4.35 or maybe 4.37. Let me know what time is good for you. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Who's ready to make some appointments like that? Who's ready to get some people in here? Come on. You want to be good? You want to be great? Or you want to be excellent? Tell me which one. Or you want to just act like you're good? You want to just pretend like, hey, man, I'm the best closer. I'm the best person on the phone. I am a beast and I'm a beast and I'm a beast and I'm crushing and I'm killing it. And I'm, come on, man. Stop lying to yourself. There's so much you can learn. There's so much you can, there's so much, so many things that you can do better. But you know what it took me? It took me a lot of practice, a lot of practice, 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 because perfect practice makes perfect, not just practice. So when you're a BDC, when you're a sales manager, when you're a salesperson, the way you make your calls is going to determine whether you're going to succeed or not. So I want you to really, really think about that. All right. All right. I've talked enough today, guys. I know, I know. Hopefully I'm not boring to you today, but this is important stuff. So this is stuff that you need to hear every day and go, you know what? He's right, man. My calls are not That's exciting. I'm not telling people good things. I'm not giving people hope for gain. I'm not giving them reasons. Hey, man, give me something. Give me a reason to call a customer back. That's, by the way, here's something really big that I just talked about. I just thought about. So when a customer comes in, it's it's huge. And in fact, we we found out last week that we weren't pushing everybody to through a worksheet. And we, I said, hey, this is a big problem, right, Freddie? This is a big problem, Albert. So we're going to fix it. We're going to make sure that every customer that walks into the dealership gets a worksheet, gets some numbers, right? So let me tell you why it's also a big deal. Besides the fact that we're going to most likely sell 50% of those people that we push to a worksheet a car on the first visit. That's huge. 50% of the people that we push to a worksheet, we're going to sell them a car. So so hang on, Alex. So hang on. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So are you telling me 
that I can actually be a 50% closing ratio as a salesperson? Because I've heard the national average is 14%, 14 to 17%. And I've heard that the really good salespeople do 25 to 30, the Frank Trinity, the Ali Ritas, all those people. But you're telling me I can be a 50%, 51 to be exact? Yes. So what do I got to do? What do I got to do? You got to push every, every customer to a worksheet. Every single customer. Every single customer. I'm not ready to buy. I want to think about it. You don't have what I want. I want a new car. You don't have a new car. You don't have a trail bus. You don't have a Tahoe. You don't have a Suburban. Every single customer push to a worksheet. 51%. Okay, but anyway, but another advantage of pushing people to a worksheet, here it is. Here it is, salespeople. Here it is, salespeople. My beautiful salespeople, my amazing salespeople, my amazing closers. The reason why we want to push to a worksheet also because it makes your follow-up call so much easier. Let me explain to you what I mean and break it down for you. If you don't push to a worksheet and you're following up with a customer, all you can say is what I call the Barney phone call, the Barney follow-up call. I love you. You love me. Did you get a chance to think about it or did you not? No, I didn't. Well, I love you too. Bye. There it is. Ah, we don't want that. We don't, we don't want that. How about this? Hey, Mr. Customer, I'm looking at the numbers that we showed you on, on, on Saturday, Mr. Jackson, and you left here at 75 months at, at, at 920 a month with no money down or with $5,000 down, and we offer you a $2,000 discount. We offer you a $1,000 rebate. It's going to take, by the way, salespeople, salespeople, hear me out, hear me out, golden, golden here. You need to learn how to read those buyer's orders. You need to learn how to read those worksheets and know exactly what's in there. The discount, the rebate, the drive out, the trading, the term. Because whenever you make this follow-up call, you'll be able to say, hey, Mr. Customer, we showed you a $2,000 discount. We showed you a $1,500 rebate. We showed you a drive out total of $40,300. We showed you a $5,000 down payment with 75 term at $920, $720 a month. And I just wanted to find out, Mr. Customer, what is it about those numbers that you didn't find accommodating to your budget? What is it about those numbers that you didn't find that was beneficial for you and your family to take advantage of? Because you know what? I realized that if we would have done our job and we would have showed you the right numbers, you probably would have taken delivery of your vehicle. So tell me, Mr. Customer, what is it about those numbers that you didn't like? All right. Here we go. So now, is this a better phone call? then, hey, did you get a chance to think about it? Because let me tell you what's going to happen, guys. Have you ever seen those social media people that get really gutsy behind the keyboard and they say how they feel and they kind of get mean and they say some stuff that you know damn well they would never tell you if they were standing right in front of you. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Didn't they call them like keyboard? What do they call them, Colby? Like trolls? Yeah, the keyboard trolls or whatever, right? The, the internet trolls that they just kind of get all gutsy and courage, uh, courageous and, and, and brave. <laughs> and they just get crazy in that social media, right? Because they know, hey, you can't hurt me. You're away from me. I don't have to sit, sit, sit you and, and watch you and you can't take a swing at me, right? Well, guess what happens with customers, guys? When they're not sitting in front of you. Guess what happens when you, with customers when they're at home in the comfort of their home? in their place of safety. When you ask them that question, there's a different story now. There's a big different story. You ever notice when you call a customer, you tell them, hey, Mr. Customer, we got your approval. Hey, what's your rate, man? 
What's the rate? How much is the term? Don't play games with me, man. I'm coming in. I ain't come. But did they tell you that when they're in front of you? No. But behind the closed doors, behind that phone, didn't they do that? So guess what? When you make that phone call and you ask them, well, let me ask you this. So, so my encouragement to you is from today on, when you're making a phone call, a follow-up call, hopefully you're pushing it right to a worksheet and you're showing everybody numbers, go pull your worksheet. Don't just pick up the phone off the CRM and, and just start calling people. Look at the numbers that you presented. Get prepared for a good phone call. And look at it again. Remind yourself of what happened. Okay, we showed them discuss this, this trade-in. We showed them this much for their car. And say, hey, you know, I'm looking. I, I got your number sitting here in front of me. And we showed you this, 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 and this. What do I need to do to earn your business? I don't want to miss your business. And they're saved in Drycentric. Uh, Archie just put on the notes. So you can just click on that worksheet or whatever, you know, little icon you have to push right there. And boom, it shows you the last pencil. Archie's absolutely right. But I'm telling you right now, we're making these calls and we're not doing that. We're just calling and saying, hey, you know, so what's going on? Did you get a chance to think about it? Okay, who finds that beneficial? Who finds out that, that if I do that, if I pull up my numbers and I, now I can give uh, hope for gain? Okay, Julian, I interrupted you. Is there anything you wanted to add to, to, to what you were talking about earlier and what you were saying, man? Because I know you got goals, man. What you got? When you have no way to go with your manager and you, you got to think of it like this. Uh, my, for instance, my mother-in-law, she loves to sew. She does things for people. She sews clothes. When you can't find the, that little needle to, to thread it into that, the, 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 the sewing needle, it's, you got to see the deal like that with your manager. So another pair of eyes can see something the other manager can't. Um, so you got to tell David, Hey David, um, hey man, you mind if I go show it to Armando? Uh, maybe he can see something else that you can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, man. Um, not a problem. Or if Armando can't do it, you know, you got to go with Archie. And if Archie can't do it, you got to go to Longting. And, and th there's got to be another way. There's got to be someone, I, you know, because the salesman knows. They feel that there's a deal there. We just got to we just gotta find it. We just got to get to it. We just need another pair of eyes to look for it. Absolutely. Thank you, Julian, so much for sharing. And uh, you're right. And, and I know David and, and Freddie, and we've created the culture now in our stores that nobody's prideful. Everybody's like, hey, you know what? Absolutely. Go, go show it to somebody and please, let's find a deal. And then, and then Freddie, after somebody else makes the deal, he's going to go ask the manager, hey, how'd you get that deal done? Because I want to learn. Because maybe the next time that happens, you might not be around. You might be on vacation. And I want to be able to help Julian the way you helped him. I want to be able to I want to be able to learn how you got that deal done so I can get better. All right, guys. So listen, key to success this week, guys. Appointments, lots and lots and lots of appointments. Guys, please, please watch your psychology videos. I mean, I shouldn't have to ask you for that, guys. We pay thousands of dollars for this man to share this platform with us so that you can get better. You should be training every day. As you know, I don't do Zooms every day. I do Zooms more than most people, more than most dealer principals and owners, I'm sure, <laughs> twice a week for an hour and 20 minutes, which is great, but you also need your daily dose of training. So every single day, you should watch at least, how many segments with your hand, Kobe? Put your hands up. You should watch at least two segments. And I think Kobe is being weak uh, because I don't know how long those segments are. Uh, can somebody put that in the notes? But if they're two minutes, that, that would be that would not be good. Um, but I think you should, how about this? Instead of the number of segments, you should spend at least 30 minutes a day 
watching psychology. How about that? And I don't know how many segments you can watch in 30 minutes, but at least 30 minutes a day of your day, you should make time to train and to watch psychology. So I need your full commitment on that. Guys, videos. I've been seeing more videos. We committed to making a video on Friday and everybody went out there and did it. Not everybody, but a lot of people did. Uh, not everyone, but a lot of people did. And I thank you for that. Let's do it again today. Let's do it again today. Let's start the week with, hey, we're off to a record month. Everything was amazing. Had an amazing 4th of July weekend. And my manager, Alex, it's not my manager, the owner, Alex Flores, just announced that we're going to carry on the 4th of July savings for this whole next week, for the whole next week, because he was so excited about freedom and about amazing weekend we had and this amazing country that we live in that he decided that we're going to carry on the savings all the way to the end of this week for 4th of July. So come and take advantage of it. Maybe you were busy. Maybe you were barbecuing. Maybe you were having a good time, fireworks at the lake, whatever the case may be, had family over and you couldn't make it. So we want to make sure that you don't miss out on this opportunity to take advantage of this great savings. All right, guys, can we do a video? Who's committed to making a video like that today? And also telling people that, hey, if you don't have good credit, if you don't have any money down, if you don't have this, if you don't, we can still help you. Guys, there's a lot of people out there who need to hear this message from you. That we do have inventory. That don't let the news tell you wrong. We got inventory. And we have great financing. And we have great experience. So please come and see us. Guys, sell the appointment, not sell the car. A lot of you guys are trying to solidify a pick and solidify a deal before you bring customers in. You don't have to do that. Sell the appointment. Sell them on the fact that you're going to take care of them, that you have the great experience, you have inventory, you have financing, you have transparency. Make them come in and say, Mr. Customer, I'm not going to waste your time. And then when they come in, please don't waste their time. Don't waste their time. Be transparent. Show them the inventory. Show them the great experience. Don't just tell them. Show them. Amen. Amen. Guys, today is a Monday. It's a day to wake up and say, hey, I got a lot of things to fix. This is what I need to I need to do. I got a plan. I'm going to feed my mind with positivity. I'm going to feed my mind with good things, but I'm also going to execute. I need to execute my phone calls, my training, my certification. I need to work the service drive. Who's going to work the service drive this week? Who's going to work the service drive this week? Guys, there's car deals left and right. And we said we were going to do it and we did it for like two days and then we stopped. So who's going to be consistent on that? Who's going to sell 20 cars off that service drive? Because they're there right now, if not more, by the way, if not more people coming in with trade-ins every single day and you're not making them an offer, a written offer. Hey, Hey, Joe, do you mind coming in looking at this car? Just talk to this customer off of service. And, and I, there was a customer I saw on Saturday on, on service and was talking to an advisor. And next thing you know, they're out there looking at a car. Somebody went and grabbed them. That's what we need to do with every single customer, guys. Every single customer. Say, hey, opportunities now, you can get more money. for. So how about this? Let me ask you this. With everything going on with used cars, can somebody come in through our service drive and literally upgrade what they're driving and perhaps leave with the same payment? Is that possible right now with how much money used cars are bringing in and with rebates and, and interest rates? So why are we not telling customers that? Who would say no to that? If I came to, to Freddie or Lisa or Johanna or Albert or Colby and I said, hey, or Nyla, and I said, hey, Nyla, I love your car. Would you be opposed to us upgrading you to the next trim level and you keep the same payments where nothing changes except your payments got better? What if Alan told everybody that? Hey, hey, hey Mr. Allen, would you, would you be opposed to, to upgrading uh, on the trim level on the vehicle you're driving right now? In other words, same as you have right now, except more features, more technology, okay? And better trim level, maybe leather this time, okay? And keep the same payments without nothing else changing. 
can, can I show you that? Do you mind if I just present those numbers to you and that opportunity? Would you be willing to listen? Who's going to say no? Who's going to say no to that? And what's it going to take? Nothing. And the customer's already there. I don't have to even call anybody. I don't have to sit there and like, with a call list. It's right there right now. Guys, are we being lazy and just letting those opportunities go by us? Come on now. Come on now. Who's going to work that service drive? Okay. One-on-ones, when we do one-on-ones, we got to really look at closers. We're supposed to not just sit there and tell you, hey, you got this and uh, go get it, buddy. No, let's go through your list of customers that you had last week and let's discuss each one of them and find out what happened when they came in. Did we have what they were looking for? Did we submit the deal? Who submitted the deal? Did they say it was a deal? Did they not? Did we give them enough for the trade? Did they want a lower payment? Did they want more money for their car? Was it out of their budget? Did we not have what they want? And let me pick up the phone right now and overcome it. And overcome it and get them in and say, hey, you know what? I got a car that just came in that I think will work for you. Hey, you know what? I think I can get to the payment you want to get to. We might have to extend the term and put a little more money down, but I think I can make it happen. Hey, you know what? I got a different bank I can go through. Maybe get you a better rate and better payment and better term. What time can you come in? Boom. I'm going to make the appointment and we're going to make more and more and more and more deals. Guys, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to rock. Who's ready to rock today? Who's ready to make it happen? Let's go make some calls, guys. We got, we got 27 selling days this week, okay? Excuse me, this month. Five Saturdays. We went through one Saturday, an amazing Saturday. Next week, guys, next week. Please, Jimmy O, general sales managers, Robert Longteen, uh, Freddie, managers, guys, please, can, can, please help me with this, brother, because I was a GM for a long time, and I would never, never allow this. Don't let anybody come in on a Saturday and not have an appointment. That is completely failing, guys. We only had 27 appointments at, at Cadillac, I think, or at, at, at Las Cruz. I can't remember. Think about how many salespeople, how many BDC people, how many managers we have. We should come in on Saturdays with 40 to 50 to 60 appointments every single Saturday. Who agrees with me? Who agrees with me on that, guys? Because if we just rely on traffic, if we just rely on the commercials, if we just rely on the silly things that they see on TV that they want to come in, we're not going to win. So we need 40 to 60 appointments a day per store. So let's get committed and let's just make it happen guys i love y'all you guys have a blessed day nyla go make it happen lady who can sell five cars this week who can sell five cars this week i see a lot of managers not a lot of salespeople. so kobe i don't know what happened today man but would you please talk to the gsms uh because i don't wait wait a minute wait a minute i'm sliding and now i'm starting to see more people okay all right mark did you, do you think you can sell five cars this week sir five cars from monday through saturday guys if you sell five cars a week that means 20 cars a month there's no reason, let me tell you right now, there's no reason why you're not selling 20 cars a month right now. Seriously. If you're not selling 20 cars, it only means one thing and one thing only. One, you're not making phone calls every day. And you know it. I don't even have to tell you. You know it. And I, I'm not even going to look at it. You already know. So you have to live with yourself and say, okay, I'm not winning and I'm failing. And it's because of me. So 20 calls a day, 25 calls a day, you sell 20 cars. You're not learning the process. You don't, you don't effectively know how to really push to a worksheet, coach and offer, okay? And, and how to do a walk around and how to solidify the pick and how to do a soul line and how to do a service walk, okay? And how to, how to make a proper follow-up call with hopeful gain. You're not really learning the process. You're not taking the process serious. But if you learn the process and if you make your phone calls every single day and you confirm your calls, let me tell you something. And you take at least... Three appointments, you make, excuse me, if you make at least two to three appointments a day, you're going to sell 20 plus cars and you're going to make $20,000 a month. That's it. 
Think about it. If I could, if I could say, Hey, Julian, I guarantee you can make $20,000 a month, but you have to do this. Would you do it, Julian? Of course. If, uh, absolutely, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's no there's no doubt. I mean, if you're, if you're telling me I'm going to make more money, but I have to put in the work, of course. Let's let's do it. And then here's the good news. You're already at the dealership. You're already sitting there. Why not? If I'm, I'm going to be here, so you mean to tell me that I can either be here and make five to 6000 or 4000 or I can make 20000 Why wouldn't I make 20000 I have the power to make my own check. Are you are you kidding me? Amen. Amen. But one thing I always tell salespeople, it's not about doing it once. It's about being consistent. And that's how you really tr truly, truly create wealth and you create a good future for yourself and your family. Set yourself up, guys. Set yourself up. This is not a one-time thing. This is not a Millie Vanilli or a George Michael thing, man. This is a, or not George Michael, but Michael George, whatever his name was, Boy George, whatever his name was. It's not a one-hit one wonder. It's a, it's a do it over and over and over and over and always strive to get better. Always strive to get better, guys, and, and just live humble. Live humble. Live on 30% of your income. If you really want to build wealth for yourself, do the math. So what I did is for me to save the money that I needed to save to become a dealer many, many years ago, I said, okay, how much do I need to pay my bills and live a life comfortable for my family? Not buying cars and watches and all that stuff. I, I do that now, but I didn't do that when I was selling for many years and being a manager. So I said, okay, let's just say the number is 4,500 bucks. Okay. Well, what do I need to do? How much do I need to make? where 30% of my income is those $4,500 and then I'm saving the other 70%. Imagine if you can do that right now. Because what happens, a lot of you guys say, well, all I need to pay my bills is, and you come up with a number. All I need to do is to pay my bills and to be comfortable and to be able to have a little fun in the weekend. This is how much I need to do. And then you're happy with that. But imagine if you said, what do I need to do where 30% of my income is what I need to pay my bills and then the other 70 I can save. Imagine what you can do for you and your family and your life. And then be what I call financially free. You talk about freedom, man. There's nothing better than financial freedom. Meaning, not worry about money. I'm not worried about money. Imagine if you were not worried about money. What would that feel like? Not that you have millions and millions of dollars, but just that money is not a problem. Not that I can go buy whatever I want, is that I don't have to worry about my kids getting sick next month and I don't have money to pay. I don't have to worry about me losing my job or, or, or a partnership going sour and then I can't afford my house anymore. I have to move out and I have to sell my cars or whatever. That I am financially free. Who would love to be financially free, guys? I want that for you. I want that for you. So, so don't be comfortable. Don't live paycheck to paycheck. Don't find out. Because what a lot of people do is they figure out, what do I need to do to be comfortable? And that's how much you'll try. Let's be honest. Do you think that's possible? That's, that's true? Absolutely it's true. What do I need to be comfortable? Okay, well, then I guess we'll, I'll do it when I make 12.5. So we'll push for 125 for another 100 units and that's it. Well, what if I want to be well off? I need to sell 400 cars as a director and then I'm going to make this and then I can take 30% of my income to pay my bills and save 70%. Imagine if you could save 70% of your check for a whole year. How much money would you save in one year? 
Imagine that. And then when you say that money, because what happened to me it became an obsession, just like when I started losing weight. Uh, in, in 2012, I decided to start working out and I became obsessed with it. I was running 10 miles a day and I just want to lose more and more and more. And when I got to size 30 pants or something, like, it was crazy. I was obsessed with it. But then I also got obsessed with saving money. And then when I saw that amount, instead of saying, well, now I'm going to go buy me a Lambo and I'm going to go buy me a Rolex with diamonds. I'm gonna, no, no, no. I want to save more. Now I want to save. Now I want to have 125,000 in the bank. Now I want to have 200,000 in the bank. Now I want to go to 250 in the bank. Now I want to go have 500 in the bank. Now I want to have 600. Now I want to have a million dollars. Now I want to have two million. I mean, it just keeps saving and saving and saving and saving and saving and saving guys, because we are so blessed that we work in the industry like this, where we're able to make the kind of money that we make. And to waste your money and throw your money away is the dumbest shit you can ever do. Yes, I do have nice things now, but I didn't buy my dream home, guys, just so that you know, until I was 47 years old. Excuse me, 46. I live way, way, way below my means. For many people would come to my house and go, wait, this is your house? I mean, it was nice. It wasn't run down. It was really nice and modern, but it was small. And it was, it was small. I didn't care. I was like, yeah, I live here. I'm comfortable. I'm good. I'm saving money. I'm saving money. And let me tell you something. When I really, when I said, okay, I'm ready. I worked long and I saved enough. I needed a big down payment for, for a big house like I live in right now. A big, and there was no way I could have done it had I not lived my life the way I did. So prepare yourself for these dreams that you want. And I want to make sure that as a salesperson, I know I kept you here long, but this is so important because I think especially now with the kind of money that we're making right now, are we being smart with our money? Are you putting your money to work? Okay. Are you investing it right and doing what you need to do? Because you know what? Nothing lasts forever. Okay. All right, guys, listen, I love y'all. Have a great day. Have a blessed day. Please do the right thing when nobody's looking. Let's do everything every time, every day. Let's execute guys. Let's execute managers. I need you to really hold people accountable. They want to be held accountable. Let's make phone calls. Let's follow the process. Let's push. We need 15 cars sold at both stores each today. And I want to see that board with at least seven deals. Because we need to sell 50 every day, single day this week. I expect 15 or more at each store. That's it. Nothing, nothing less. And then on Friday, I want 20. And then on Saturday, I want 40 from each store. Period in. Period in. I want to sell 120 cars this weekend, Friday and Saturday. And I know it can be done. What is it going to take? Videos. It's going to take training. It's going to take pushing. It's going to turn not giving up on a deal. It's going to take everybody, everything, executing every time, every day. Can I get an amen? God bless you all salespeople. Go have a nice day. Managers, go too. We got to go. I can't be here long enough. Let's go make it happen. I'll see you guys in a little bit.